0: Differences, variation, and competition would make every industry thrive. Pressure washing and cleaning services are no different in that aspect. I'm Justin McDonald, CEO of Blue Line Pressure Washing.
1: Hey, this is Eddie Crispin, co-owner and CEO of Blue Line Pressure Washing.
0: On today's show, we're going to get into the weekend warrior washer versus licensed contractor debate. The pros and cons of each and how both are contributing to the current industry. We're also going to discuss some best practices for competition spotlight another blue line approved product and get into that email box coming up another episode of the wash everyone welcome back to the wash sponsored by blue line pressure washing here in martinsburg west virginia first off we just want to say happy thanksgiving to everybody hope everyone has some good food and some good family time secondly we want to give a very big thank you to everyone who's tuned in so far uh, Eddie and I can't express how appreciative we are of all the feedback, ideas, recommendations, and encouragement um, we've gotten after the first two episodes. Uh, this whole recording uh, realm is a brand new process to us—recording, editing, managing. It's all—it's brand new to both of us. Uh, so we want to tell everybody, thank you for listening. Thanks for subscribing. And um, we're—we're striving every episode to make each one a little bit more enjoyable.
1: You yeah, know, something about we can do YouTube videos all day, but something about talking to microphone sitting about two inches from my face just a little bit weird so we're gonna we're gonna try every day to get better for you guys and get content out there that's gonna be relevant to what you guys need
0: yeah i think you guys are gonna like today's topic before we get in that how's everything going
1: um well so far it's been uh pretty good i i am gonna share with with our listeners something that was sent to me while (laughs) we were recording this so there's a facebook group apparently uh what's going on in hedgesville now for those of you that are unfamiliar with our area, we're in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia where we have all four seasons, typically, but this year we went straight from summer to winter. This particular animal is not indigenous to our location. Now, somebody posted on Facebook, what's going on in Hedgesville, West Virginia? There's a peacock walking down <laughs> the side of the road oh, on what? 901 towards Spring Mills, which seems like that's got to belong to someone. Anyway, if you're mixed missing a peacock it's in a precarious situation apparently it goes on to say that the peacock is actually walking on the proper side of the road for the direction it's traveling so it, at the very least it's better than 90 percent of the drivers in this area
0: i'd like to know for one who has a peacock just hanging around that got loose out of the fence
1: <laughs> it's I'm, I'm really hoping it's just a big turkey but I mean,
0: probably, who knows i'll tell you what if that thing uh hangs around Hedgesville too much longer. Somebody go shoot it and liable to have it stuffed before the weekend's out.
1: Well, when I leave here, I'm going home that way because uh, that's actually along the road that I would take if I went the longer way home. But I'm going that way because I'm going to see if I can spot that thing.
0: You should be able to spot a peacock pretty good. That's, yeah, well, pr- that's pretty funny. Uh, only in this area would that, would that <laughs> well, happen. We'll
1: see. So kind of on the same line of this, several years ago, I responded to a – called in downtown Martinsburg, the town that Justin and I were law enforcement officers in, and a chicken transport vehicle got into a car accident uh, right in the middle of downtown, and when we rolled up, there was chickens running all over the place, and I had a couple of rookie officers with me, and they they asked me if we were supposed to start chasing these chickens to get them put back in the truck, and I said, uh we're not farmers, and if you look across the street, that man right there is the photographer for the local paper. So unless you want to be the guy <laughs> the cop on the front page for the next two weeks chasing chickens, you better just stay put.
0: Uh, that's funny. That reminds me of uh, a Sunday morning we were on. We were on duty. I think you and I were both on the shift together. Sunday morning, uh, the farmer that's along eighty-one across from Walmart uh, had him goats, <laughs> and them stupid goats <laughs> got loose, and I chased those stupid goats. All up and down 81, up the city hospital, (laughs) trying to get them goats. Finally, animal control, after about 10 shots, I had to take the gun away from the animal control officer because he wasted about 10 darts. We finally had to dart these stupid goats on the side of King Street so they could put them back in the truck, take them back to the farm. Yeah. But yeah, I made the paper for that one.
1: (laughs) If any of you guys are animal lovers, please understand we did not harm the animals. No, none of of these animals. It was all done to prevent them from getting hit by tractor trailers
0: on the interstate. I would have liked to I would have liked to been on the scene watching somebody conduct the traffic, though, so uh, they didn't run through, them, through the crowd of chickens. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't doing it. Oh, that's funny. It was uh, Eddie and I were just out on a job here, and I'm going to share a little antidote of uh, what not to do as a pressure washer. <laughs> so we were out on the wash last weekend, and it, it, everything was set up perfect. Uh, we had a small building. It was probably less than 1,000-square-foot building. We were doing a, a roof wash, and a,
1: I think it was somewhere like nine hundred and twenty. Yeah,
0: it wasn't a very big; it was a very big building. It was a, a makeshift hospital building. Everything was set up right. Time of day was right. We got there about one o'clock in the afternoon. Weather was cooperating with us, spitting down rain a little bit, but it wasn't too cold. And uh, we get set up, everything we need. Water, water's run a little bit slow, but uh, it's able to keep up a little up. bit. It was run a little bit slow, but we were able to keep up for the most part. We get about halfway through this job, and somebody. And I'm not going to mention any names, but somebody uh, didn't charge, didn't put the the, uh, the pressure washer on charge so we could charge the trickle battery uh, that powers the 12-volt soft wash system. So,
1: yeah, let, let, let me clear that up since, since it's clear as mud as it is. <laughs> the pressure washer doesn't get charged. The battery, the battery gets charged. I did not plug the battery. I haven't plugged the battery in all year because the pressure washer typically charges our battery. Go ahead.
0: Continue. So we have a low battery. We can't start the pressure washer. So we're in a quandary. Oh, and back up a little bit. We have a key start pressure washer, right? Well, typically most of our engines that go up have a pull start backup system, except somebody (laughs) else that I won't mention (laughs) decided to break the pull cord. So now we have no way to start the pressure washer because it doesn't have enough juice to turn the engine over. So now we're in a a quandary of, of, do we take the next three hours and wash this? 980 square foot building with a 12 volt soft wash system that's eventually going to die on us and sooner than we thought to, (laughs) or do we wrap up to a hundred foot of pressure washer hose, 200 foot of soft wash hose and our feed hose to go to the battery store.
1: Yeah. We, we wound up packing up everything driving luckily only about a half a mile to an advanced auto parts, but getting that battery was a challenge too.
0: Yeah. Well, we're not going to go into it. downtown Berkeley Springs, but I we... love Berkeley Springs, but that was a adventure. But yeah. anyways, I have never mm. seen ever in my life, somebody who, uh, we ended up taking the battery out of the pickup truck <laughs> to have enough juice to turn over the pressure washer. So we could at least rinse the the part of the building that we had uh soap on. <laughs> yeah. And then put the battery back in the truck and, and start the truck back up to charge the system. So we could go, uh, fill up some gas and get some batteries anyways. <laughs> I'll be the, the first one to admit that I
1: tell all of you guys when you buy equipment from us to make sure this, make sure that, make sure you do this. I'm not telling you this because I'm a know-it-all. I'm telling you this because I've done it. And I've had that
0: happen to me. <laughs> we've done these jobs a hundred times and both of us know better. We know how to pre-flight our equipment and make sure everything's working before we leave out on the job. Pre-chat in all of our trainings, but yeah. We failed to do it on this particular yeah. crew and created an hour-long uh, adventure that didn't have to be. But anyways, make a long story short, the The lesson to be learned here is make sure you guys are pre-flighting your equipment. Make sure you're, you're going out with a full tank of gas, a good charge of battery, make sure all your lines are working, you're not having any leaks, anything like that. And throw some extra stuff in the truck. Some extra wrenches and a, maybe a drop cord might not hurt. Yeah, yeah. Got anything else to add to that? No, I think. I
1: think I'm going to keep my mouth shut for the rest of it. I ain't going to do anything but dig myself a deeper hole. So,
0: All right. Well, speaking of which, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to pay some bills, and we'll be right back with you. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to start this main point of discussion. What what Eddie and I are going to focus on today, first part of our discussions, what we refer to as weekend warriors. I want to preface this discussion by saying we don't mean anything derogatory by the term weekend warriors.
1: Yeah, educational purposes, it's just a way of differentiating those who are licensed and insured contractors versus those that get paid under the table. Weekend warriors, they have other jobs full-time that they do they just kind of come out and do this uh, as a side hustle and there's nothing wrong with that
0: just i think the main difference really between the commercial company and what we what we refer to as weekend warriors is is we're just licensed and affiliated with uh professional contractor associations where yeah. the common person might not be
1: yeah so most of your weekend warriors that some of them may have a business license some of them may not some of them have insurance most of them
0: Probably don't. They're kind of freelance, that kind of thing. Yeah, I guess freelance contractor might be a, a more positive term for those folks. But I want to come off and reiterate, it's not a derogatory term because we know quite a few guys who are freelance contractors who do it on the side. We help are, them who are weekend, warriors. we help a lot of those guys because we know that they're doing it the right way. We know, we know that they're not out destroying property. We know they're not out trying to make a cheap buck and not put the work in. We know they're not out trying to scam people. So we don't mind at all throwing a little bit of business or advertising those guys a little bit more than others. We have seen weekend warrior guys who are going out and trying to scam old ladies without doing the doing the real work or or trying to charge people an absorbent amount of money and not nearly doing doing that amount of work. Those are the people that we really we really want to stay away from. Uh, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with throwing a little bit of business to the guys. The difference is uh, a company like ours, some of the other major companies, we just decided to make it protect ourselves a lot more by making ourselves licensed, affiliating with the right professional agencies.
1: Yeah, so when we talk about a licensed contractor, uh, one of the discussion points here is- is how do we define a licensed contractor? And that is uh, essentially just someone that has gone to their tax office and obtained a business license. That's a licensed contractor, whether you're a sole proprietor, a partnership, an LLC, an S corporation, however you structure your business. The business license is the number one thing. And then certain, depending on your area, certain states like the state of West Virginia, if you want to be an LLC, you have to register with the Secretary of State's office, which is what we've done, that type of thing. So that's how we're defining a licensed contractor is a full-time contracting company that has business license to operate in this field.
0: And, and more specific, they specialize in a specific field. Correct. Like, for example, we specialize in home, exterior home cleaning you know, roof siding. there, you know, some companies specialize in remove trees and stuff like that. Some specialize in asphalting and seal coating. And so there's a lot of companies that are contracted companies, but you want to look for the specializations.
1: Right. Well, and you'll notice that you don't really see a whole lot of certified or any of those defining characteristics on anything really in pressure washing as you're doing the research into the industry. Now there's plenty of pressure washing schools out there. There's Power Wash School. There's certification classes through PWNA, Pressure Washers North America. There's a lot of the other...
0: Power Washer Associates.
1: Yeah, a lot of the other companies that offer online training or in-person training have little badges that they can put on your website or on your t-shirts or however signify that you're certified, completed their course. But there, there is actually no, like a general contractor has to go get a particular license and certification for particular part of what he's doing like if he's roofing he needs that type of certification from the state there is no really state certification courses from any of the states that i've seen with pressure washing
0: yeah and what that kind of does is that's the state's kind of measuring stick to make sure that you're doing stuff the legal and proper way where they can come out with us with a business license for example the state of west virginia can come out and inspect us at any point that they want to make sure we're doing business the correct way it doesn't happen often but that's kind of their their measuring stick to make sure whatever service industry that you're in, you're, you're doing stuff to state standards.
1: Yes. And with with that being said, if we get caught replacing shingles on a roof under the business license of blue line pressure washing, we're in a world of trouble because we are not contracted and licensed in the state of West Virginia to replace your shingles.
0: So getting into some of the other detail points, what are the some of pros of using a licensed contractor?
1: so the prayers of using licensed contractor is you know they're going to be there some of the weekend warriors they'll do it for maybe two or three years some will do it for 20 years but with a licensed contractor that is in a good position in business that gives the homeowner or the commercial building owner the safety net if you will of making sure that the person who did this work is actually going to be there next year or the year after and that we have something we want to stand by to protect you know which is our name
0: that's a good segue into a lot of the the weekend warrior guys that go out don't necessarily have a business model set up on the internet so customers can't go on and see their google reviews or they can't check out their facebook reviews or or even customer posts on their website stuff like that so a lot of that you want to look for when you're pros to having a licensed contractor too because you know that they have a, a social media a web presence they have business presence like for example you know the best of the best awards uh you know one of our local radio stations do every year you know they right. take all the service industries and and let the community vote you know which we've been done very well in the last two years so stuff like that uh really uh lends the hand to your being a licensed contractor
1: Yeah, there's a lot of major pros for licensed contracting because you're going to hire them because you're going to see all what Justin just said. And on top of that, you're going to have insurance. And that's a big thing. If you're out there running a pressure washing company, especially a full-time pressure washing company, and you don't have insurance, well, I'm sorry, but you're wrong.
0: Well, and, and as well as having insurance to protect yourself, but as a customer that's hiring a company. You want to make sure that your property is protected. They, if if something gets messed up, they, they've got the the protection there to fix it. You're not relying on their word to come out and you know take care right. of it. So, what are some pros to using a freelance contractor? Cost, cost. That, that's pretty much that's, it. That's
1: the big one. Cost because the licensed professional is going to have the insurance, the business license fees, the the taxes, the the fuel bills, the fuel bills. I mean, both of them are going to have the fuel bills, but. Generally, we pay our helpers a little bit more than than a freelance guy does. And so our overhead is much higher than a weekend warrior's overhead. They can charge a cheaper price and make the same
0: profit margin as we did. What about some cons? What are some cons of using a freelance contractor from a customer standpoint?
1: Cons are going to be just what we talked about already. Insurance, if... By chance, the freelance contractor is cleaning their roof and they're moving their ladder around and they put the bullhorns of the stabilizer bar on the ladder through a window. There's no insurance company to fall back on. You're basically going to be hoping that that freelance contractor will come out of pocket and pay for your window. Now, some some weekend warriors do have insurance. I'm not saying all of them don't, but that's going to be your your biggest con is If they don't have insurance uh, dependability, being able to get them out there on, you know, because they're weekend warriors. Well, if your project is needs a completion date of, I need this done by Saturday because we have a wedding reception in our yard and the house, we just walked outside and it looks terrible. If they're washing only on the weekends, there's your con, your scheduling is limited because they have full-time weekday jobs.
0: Yeah. The alternative to that also, you said they have, you know, most... There are some weekend warriors that that carry the insurance. But what type of insurance do they carry? A lot of them mostly just carry their personal liability insurance, which covers really just them on the job. Right. It doesn't carry, it doesn't a lot of personal coverage insurance doesn't cover property. So if they do something to mess your property up, you're kind of taking their word for it that they're going to come make it right. Right. And then as a customer, yeah, you may have got that individual to come wash your house, like you said, cost. They may have come wash your house for half of what a contract. Mm-hmm. contracting company would cost. But if something goes wrong and they don't make it right repairing something that paying double and triple for a company to come out and correct the error and then do it the, the correct way. Right. So um, as a, as a customer out there, you really need to just ask your questions. Yeah. Um, and again, there are certain people, you and I both know certain folks in our area that are very good pressure washers. They don't run a business, mm-hmm. but they do it on the weekend. Again, they've been doing it a long time. They know the industry. They and, do it right. And they're doing stuff the correct way and they're doing stuff the ethical way. But we also know they're out there that are doing stuff the wrong way, taking advantage of people, You know, ripping people's signs down, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that's that's the wrong way to act. So what's the biggest benefit right now to the, to the industry from your perspective as a business owner? For both, uh competition-wise to have both freelance and contracting companies out there competing against each other.
1: So the freelance guys, they take a lot of the tire kickers that we just don't have the time or the energy to deal with. I mean, you'll get, if you're in business for any length of time, you're going to get that, that customer that's going to have an aneurysm at your price. And they, well, this guy said that he would do it for me for $200 and you send them an estimate of 600, then that is something you can fall back on. Well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Call him. And then nine times out of 10 in about a month, they're calling you because they need something fixed. So it's it's not really a benefit. It's a trade-off type thing. You do have someone that will take those tire kickers because not everybody is your customer. If you say yes to every single customer, you're going to drive yourself insane. You need to stick with your type of customer and service that type of customer. And let the freelance guys have some of these others. And then just keep in mind that you're probably going to have to do some some fixing on their work. But again, I, I don't necessarily know that I would call it a benefit of having both uh, uh, options available. But they're going to be there. So you might yeah, as well... Yeah, there's nothing
0: you're going to do about it.
1: You might as well find the good and the bad there.
0: All right, well, Eddie, hold that thought. We'll continue this after this next break. Welcome back everyone. We're going to jump right back into our discussion. where we left off, we were talking about uh, customers and from a business perspective, not everybody's your customer. You're talking about some of the tire kickers as well. What do you, what do you mean? Um, go into some detail discussing not everybody's your customer.
1: When you're dealing with clients and customers out there, you're going to find most of them are pretty decent, hardworking people and they don't want to give you a whole bunch of aggravation. They're not going to try to pull a fast one on you, but there are people out there who will ask you to come do something. And then you get there, you go to do the walk around and you notice all this damage and you point it out to them and they, or especially if you're newer and you forget to point it out to them. And then they turn around and try to sue you because you quote unquote damage their property. There's those, there's the Karens of the world that there's nothing that you're going to do is going to make them happy. And then there's the people who will just be flat out rude and nasty to your staff because they think they're better than you.
0: That's one, one portion of the, the, uh, the customer experience. And if you're a customer, listen, we're not trying to offend anybody. want to show you ever all the aspects of the business that we deal with. I have a lot of people don't recognize me being out on the truck, right? Cause you're the one that's out on the truck all the time. You're the face that they see on YouTube. Um, You're the one that, that they typically call and talk to if there's a problem, you know, if if they're not talking to Miss Jen, um, they don't see me on the truck. Right. So we, we, we had an instance a while ago, um, where I did, I did a fill in for Eddie, he was down for hand surgery. So I went out, um, and washed a couple of houses. Well, um, I went and, and I had some forewarning that this lady might be an issue. And by no, that wasn't for the surgery. That was when I went on vacation. Oh, uh, you were in Florida, that's right. Yeah, I went to Florida. You, you were in Florida. Yeah, I had and by issue I mean um picky about how the project well, was supposed to she be. She tried to get
1: something out of you that was not
0: Yeah. She had no idea that I was a part owner of the company, right? She no. thought she thought I was just, you know, somebody running the truck that that, you know, was just, you know, following proceed, you know, processing orders, right? So I went out and did the wash or whatever, and, and long story short, she tried to talk me into doing about a half dozen different items for free that were never on the work order. And, you know, I, I let her go on for a little while and, and uh, finally stopped her. And, and I did go out and give you a call because, you know, you know, there, there are times that you're on the truck all the time. You, you know, you may have something worked out with somebody that I didn't know about. Yeah. So I, I gave you the courtesy call and uh yeah, none of this stuff, none of this stuff was on her work order. She was getting a standard wash and stuff. Um, so people will try to pull a fast one on you. Uh, but as a business owner, you got to know your worth, right? Yes. You have to know you have to know what your product is worth. You have to know how valuable your product is, how ba- valuable a commodity is, and you have to know how good you are, right? Right. Your time. Your, your How valuable is your time, right? So you can't just you can't go maybe if you're starting out. I know when we first started out, we we talked just about everybody. We watched everything. We watched everything because we needed to. We needed we needed that exposure. We needed to deal with the difficult customers. We needed to deal with the Karens. We needed to deal with those to get our name out there.
1: I get your name out there. And then, uh, so a lot of people that are getting into this, they probably don't have the same background as you and I. We're, yeah. we've, we're used to dealing with people every single day. And we, I mean, from the best Upset of the people. best to the worst of the worst. And, you know, something that I've always kind of, stuck in my head and, and explain to people when talking about law enforcement type of thing, you might be the nicest person in the world. But if you've called the police, you're not having a good day. Exactly. You don't call the police to say, hi, hey, what's up? How you doing? Come hang out and have a cup of coffee. You call the police when something devastating or tragic or bad is happening and you're just not having a good day. So we talk to even the best of people on their worst day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and the majority, the majority of, the, of people out there, like you alluded to earlier, the majority of the customers out there that are looking for a service type, and they're not looking to give anybody a hard time. You know, now, they, they want to get the best. They want to get the best product for their dollar. Obviously, just like you and I do when we buy right. a service, we want to get the best product for our dollar. But they also understand that there's a bigger picture, right? We also they also understand we have to pay bills. We have, we you know at the end of the day, we have to make money for the business. I think most people understand that.
1: Most people get it. Some people just... I So, I've had one. I did a deck and the backside of a townhouse. And normally, I won't do just one side of a property, but the HOA was after him about his deck and he's in the backside of his townhouse. That's all they wanted done. We agreed to do it. Completed the job in about an hour, and then when the guy paid the bill, he was a little bit out of shape because... And his statement to me was, well, I'm in the wrong business. If I'm, if I got to pay you this much money for one hour's worth of work, see those types of the customers are the ones you don't want because they're paying, they're not paying for the amount of hours that you're working. They're paying for your experience, your knowledge, your ability to do the job properly and correctly. Plus, if I, if I charge you $275 and I'm there for 45 minutes, I did not make $275 in 45 minutes. No. My company made $275 in 45 minutes, but once the overhead comes out, then, then your profit margin, you know, drastically changes.
0: And anybody who runs their own business or, or any type of thing understands that, understands it.
1: Small business owners are probably our best customers because they get it.
0: They, they understand it 100%. So, but what lessons have you learned in dealing with freelance contractors or other competitive licensed contractors?
1: Not all of these guys are out here looking to network and, and market with that. We have a very good relationship with a handful of the pressure washing companies in our area. We'll get more into that. I believe they're going to come in and talk to you guys as well in, in later dated episodes. But you'll also have some who will try to undercut you or claim your work we had that one time we cleaned the lady's house and her roof she had to notify us that she didn't allow it but she didn't want us to hear about it and think that she was allowing something shady to happen the guy was there to paint after we had done the pressure washing and he stuck his pressure washing sign in the corner of her yard uh, trying to take credit for our work so the biggest thing that i've learned is do you do you, and don't worry about everybody else. Worry about yourself. Worry about your price. Don't worry about what your competition's out there doing because at the end of the day, you can't control that. The only thing you can control is you. So hustle, put your head down, do your job, get out there. Your customers will appreciate it, and your business will thrive as long as you're doing everything correctly and you're hustling and not worrying about, other people. When I when I first brought Justin in, I thought he was gonna have an aneurysm the first year he was with us because he kept seeing all these pop up signs <laughs> for other companies and, and I don't he couldn't understand there for a while. He just kept telling me about him. I was like, I don't care. Let him do it. And he was like, but that's competition for us. Just wait. Just and I was the same way my first year. And yeah. about halfway through that year he was like and about Seventy five
0: percent of them companies are gone now. Yeah. You know, or not advertising. Because they didn't, you know, have the longevity, do the, the long term plans, all that type of stuff. They're just trying to make a quick dollar. Yeah. Uh, also, if you want to, if you want to be a successful company, you've got to put your name on your shoulder, right? Yeah. So you've got to go out there and you've got to make yourself reputable in the community, and that means being upfront with your customers. If you can't do something, tell them you can't do it. Please. If, if you mess something up, tell them you've messed something up, and and do all everything you can to make it right. Meet people. You'd be surprised how forgiving and how welcoming people are to genuine honesty. Uh, if you make a mistake or if you don't think they're going to be like your price up front, don't sugarcoat it. Give them the information. Let them make an informed decision. Be
1: honest with them. And here's the biggest thing. Here's the I, I'm kind of jumping the gun before Justin even asks the question, but I'm I'm going to say it so that it doesn't run out of my head. What recommendations would you give to other freelance contractors and licensed contractors? Here's my biggest recommendation. Answer the phone. And if you can't answer the phone, return the phone call. 80% of customers who call us are tickled to death because Jen answers the phone. And if she doesn't, she calls back within 15 minutes of them calling. And it just it blows them away. Apparently, since COVID has happened, it has become an increasing problem where nobody wants to answer the phone or return a phone call.
0: Well, it look look at the the digital age world. You can go on, on, on the worldwide web, as you used to say, you, you can go on the web <laughs> now. <your> age. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. You can go on the web now and just about anything that you want to go do and any information that you want to find is at the click of a button. Yep. It's on demand. So people's attention spans when they want something are, drastically smaller than it used to be. So people want that immediate gratification. They want that that answer to their question right away. So if you can be that company that answers the phone right away on the first time or answers that email message or answers that that Facebook message or that ad message right away, people want that instant gratification and that goes a long way to, to gaining your customer. It really does. For our, for our potential customers out there or any other businesses potential customers, returning customers or brand new customers, wanting to get their homes washed or wanting to get some type of external service done to their house. Um, what would you advise them um, to, to help them avoid scams, getting ripped off, um, getting a bad deal?
1: I advise them to go with the licensed contractor, number one. And, and it's nothing against the freelance guys. The freelance guys, there's a lot of you out there that do good work, but there's also a lot of people out there that do terrible work, shoddy work, or who will come out, and say hey let's let's do it i need this deposit and then they either do a a half job or they don't do the job at all never show back up or they damage something and they won't return a call the list goes on and on so for for your customers to peace of mind licensing yourself is one of the biggest things you can do also on top of that if you go out and do one of these online courses the pwna stuff or power wash com any of those kind of places and get your your quote unquote certifications it it puts an extra little umph behind your business and stands out to your customers
0: well on top of those make sure you're actually doing if you if you're going to put the time into those courses don't just put the thing on play and just to get the certification to put on your shirt you know pay attention to the courses make sure you're actually getting something out of it because you're you're going to get you're going to put into your work what you're taking out of your prep right and And education and studying and preparing, is that's all part of your job preparation, right?
1: There's Continual education is something that I'm a big fan of. Justin's a big fan of. A lot of people we know that are successful are big fans of continuing education. If you get to a point where you think you have arrived and you know everything, you're doing the wrong business. You're doing the wrong thing. Nobody is above learning something. And if you can't learn, then you might as well walk away.
0: Well, and that that goes back to the customer viewpoint too, because how many times have, I know you, um, I know that, that there's been quite a few times where I've been out on a job and the customer just wants to come out and ask questions. And they're not asking, a lot of them aren't asking questions to be nosy or prodding your business. A lot of them just genuinely don't know what we're doing, what we're trying to do. Take an extra five minutes. Yeah, I know we're all I know we're everybody's trying to hustle and get into the next job and and trying to pack as much into into an eight hour, 10 hour day as we can. Right. Take an extra five minutes with your customer and educate them on what you're doing. Use
1: the proper terminology that goes a long way with a client. When you use the proper terminology for things, it may not be anything they even know anything about, but it makes you sound professional. It puts them at ease it goes a long way towards helping you secure a good long-term relationship with your client. Don't think of your clients as one and dones because that is a continual revenue stream for you and for clients, they don't want a one and done type company. They want, they somebody, want that somebody they, can, they can, call.
0: can call. Yep. And and don't think for one second, you know, I talked about the power of the internet a little, you know, a little bit ago, but don't think for one second after you have that educational conversation with your customer that they're not going to go back in And jump on that computer and go verify what you're telling them.
1: Yeah, so don't lie to them.
0: Yeah, don't lie to them. Be honest. Um, And if your customers out there, don't be afraid to come out and ask questions. You know, maybe not come out while we're spraying, spraying chemical in the house, or we got you know water splashing around everywhere. But wait till a second you think it's a proper opportunity to come out and ask a question. You know, maybe educate yourself a little bit more, then you might be able to ask better questions the next time. That's right, Uh, Eddie. You got any thoughts?
1: I think I've said about everything I can think of at the moment.
0: Uh, we truly hope everyone listening heard a little bit of something. And again, we we don't. We're, our goal is not to put any any individual down. Weekend Warrior, any contract or freelance contractor. Uh, we don't want to disparage anybody. We don't want to talk, you know, talk dirt on anybody. We want everybody to be successful, but we also want people doing it the right way. Yeah, you know, we don't want people putting a, the industry in a bad light um, because. Uh, it's it's just like poli- being when we were police officers. Just like you know, um, my wife's a school teacher. You know, it's just like the school teachers. When when one bad person, uh, or you know, when one person does something bad, um, the entire industry takes a hit. Yeah, because everybody wears the same uniform as far as the general public is concerned, right?
1: Yeah, and so, that doesn't just fall to you know in the contracting world. It doesn't just mean pressure washers, freelance handyman, freelance plumbers, licensed plumbers, licensed yeah, handyman. They do something wrong. We all get categorized in that. So try to do everything the way that you would want a professional to do it on your property.
0: Exactly. Just be a good human being, right? Yep, pretty much. We're going to take our last break, um, and then we'll be back with our Blue Line Pressure Washing Product Spotlight. welcome back everyone we're going to jump right into the blue line pressure washing product spotlight eddie what product do you have for us this episode
1: so today we're going to talk about duramax engines not the duramax that's in your chevrolet in your driveway but a small engine that is called duramax made by duramax power the duramax power engines we started using them about a year and a half ago yes
0: yeah, about a year and a somewhere half around,
1: ago. around in there They're great motors. Everybody in the industry, you know, when I first got into it, they swore by Honda, by Vanguard, by Kohler, all great motors, all hard to get a hold of. We started out on our builds using Predator, uh, which Predator is is a decent engine. They're very comparable to Honda, a lot of the same parts. They're, you know, you get the Harbor Freight Warranty, break it, go in there and get you another one. There there are some, some pros to using a Predator. However, we wanted something that was more geared towards commercial and not residential. So we started kind of looking around, and we found Duramax Power. We ordered the 420. Uh, we ordered the 420cc, put that on our soft wash skid, and we've run that one ever since. Uh, it, it's been about the year and a half mark. Yeah. Uh, we've We ran it for most of last season and all of this season, and the thing just runs like a champ it is my favorite motor that i've ever used as far as a small engine starts right up every time the break-in period is is relatively short keep the oil changed on it and then on top of that we have had on some of the builds we've had some warranty uh, issues come up on two of the engines that we've put out there and duramax is on top of it When it comes to fixing and getting you repair parts for warranty fixes. The most recent one, uh, it was a, a bad bolt basically holding the exhaust header on. And he came out one morning and the exhaust was laying next to the engine. Called me, I contacted Duramax. Duramax got him a new muffler and header combination out there with new bolts the next day. So they're really good at what they're doing. They stand by their product. The product is outstanding. We have ours paired with a six point eight gallon a minute pump, and all day, every day, we run that thing, and it just runs like a champ.
0: Yeah, and for the price point, like you said, for our four twenty CC, we're at about four hundred and twenty bucks versus you're you're almost at a thousand dollars if you go with the same price for uh, the name brand Honda.
1: Yeah, and the the recommendation I would make is, you know the the name brand Honda, the the Honda GX. 390 I think it's 390 or 360 I can't remember anymore but you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. They're great engines but they're only 12 and 13 horsepower whereas the 420 is 16 horsepower and we've actually switched to for the builds to the 440 which is 18 horsepower and you can run up to um, an eight gallon a minute pump with that that 18 horsepower engine. Uh, a little bit better fuel efficiency they're much quieter than most small engines as well. And on top of that, you get a little bit bigger of a fuel tank. So you're not filling up as much. And again, the fuel efficiency is pretty good on them too. I can usually do about two and a half houses on one full tank on the 420. And then the 440 fuel tank's even bigger.
0: And Duramax offers a lot of different variations too. We use them obviously on the pressure washing rigs. They go on a lot of different job site applications. So they also make power generators, you know, obviously pressure washer engines compactors, log splitters. And they also use Duramax engines on a lot of the the go-kart and the mini bikes. They're, you know, it's a practical OEM engine. They stand by their product. Done a lot of good for us. They're manufactured in the US. That's a big that's a big point for us too. If you guys are interested in Duramax power engines, send them an email, reach out to duramaxpower.com.
1: If you go to their website, they'll they'll give you a list of dealers where you can get their engines from locally. Lowe's and Home Depot are both dealers and suppliers of the motors, but there's also a lot of small engine places and different tool manufacturers or tool stores that have them. Like Max Power has them. There's all kinds of places where you can find these engines at. But if you go to their website, you'll be able to find that.
0: Yeah, if you want some product, if you have some product support questions for them, support at duramaxpower.com. You can reach out to them toll free one eight four four duramax d u r o m a x or Customer service at Duramaxpower.com. If you guys have any questions. All right. So if you're interested in Duramax products, give them a look. Let us know what you think if you have any questions. All right, Eddie, we're going to get in that mailbox. We don't have too many in there this morning. So I, I pulled some, um, some common questions down off, off the old interwebs. See if we can answer some of those for, for some potential listeners out there. All right. What cleaning processes would you use to wash my house? What kind of settings on your house? There we go we get into when you get into questions like these from different customers as a customer, you want to be as specific as you can when you're talking to any service industry because there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just a cookie cutter answer because we have a different process for for every different type of structure right so if I've just got a basic standard uh vinyl siding house, what type of chemicals are we putting on the house you know what what can we expect water surfactant and sh which is bleach obviously
1: you're gonna you can either downstream it if it's a vinyl siding house you're gonna downstream it or soft wash it however you want to do it Uh, I've done it with a pump up sprayer before and a garden hose Uh, so each process each substrate know exactly how you want to clean it before you attack it and have that answer in your head for when your customers call and ask you what I will not recommend is taking high pressure to vinyl siding stucco sometimes brick you can do high pressure on just watch the mortar joints
0: as a customer look talking to pressure washing companies right you want to you want to kind of avoid those individuals and those companies that just do nothing but high pressure right if you see somebody roll up with just a a a regular standard pressure washer and they they start putting a tip on and spraying on your house uh, you want to start asking questions because while it may look like we use pressure the pressure that you're seeing is just the amount of water flow that we're putting out, massive we're,
1: flows, volume of water. We're not and
0: putting a large amount of psi on on the side no. of your house. Um, that that's a that's a definitely a a flag if you're a customer and you see somebody doing that.
1: Well, as a contractor, if you get that customer because we've got them, we get them all the time. If you get that customer that absolutely insists that you wash their house with high pressure, that's a good time to say no. Uh, you're not my customer. Go find somebody else. Nicely, don't don't be a jerk about it. But
0: what about bleach? Right. I know, I know bleach is a key trigger for a lot of people out there that are, you know, super health conscious.
1: We, we don't lie to our clients. I don't even use the, you know, when they ask me what I'm spraying, I don't, I don't even use the scientific term, the sodium hypochlorite or the SH terminology. When they ask me what I'm spraying, I tell them flat out, I'm spraying water, soap, and bleach, a mixture of it. And then of course it's the, is that going to hurt my landscaping? Is that going to hurt this? What about health reasons or this or that? Well, bleach is in everything that we touch. It's in your drinking water. That's what they use to purify the drinking water at the uh, water treatment facilities. If you have a well, you probably pour bleach into your well at least once every month or two. Um, Pretzels. You ever eat a pretzel? They use sodium hypochlorite to help adhere the salt to the pretzel. Um, They don't use, obviously, copious amounts or Super strong doses of it. It's not like it's not like you're going to go into the to the sink and grab a bottle of bleach and start drinking it. Yeah, or um, pour it on your pretzels. Don't don't do that. Let's just go ahead and get that disclaimer <laughs> out there. Do not drink the bleach. Okay, I said no Tide Pod challenge, guys. Don't do it.
0: Yeah, it, well, and and the bleach that we're using is is probably less than what you're putting into your washing machine.
1: Yeah, the amount know? of I mean, on a soft wash, you're going to use one percent just watched a spider drop from the top of that ceiling all the way down behind that couch. Awesome. <laughs> Where's Riley when you need her? You, you guys would've heard her come unglued. That's funny.
0: So another, another question that's commonly washed is can you pressure wash my windows?
1: Do not use high pressure on somebody's glass. The answer, yes, I'll wash your windows. I'm going to soft wash your windows along with the rest of your house because it's a nightmare. To just if you're trying to skip them, that's just a pain in the butt because now you got to try to go around the window seals. So we do wash windows with the soft wash unit or with the pressure washer and the downstream injector using soap tips, not high pressure. Do not take high pressure to glass unless you are keen to replacing that glass.
0: Degrade the seals. It'll degrade the glass. It'll degrade everything in those these newer uh, energy efficient windows.
1: Yes, uh, that does bring me to a good point. Though I'm going to stop you for a second. I just saw this on Facebook again the other day. A customer called six months later to this contractor and said that he damaged their windows. They He did not damage their windows. Uh, they have a blown seal and between the panes, which then causes that tint-like discoloration. Those UV coating windows are especially famous for this, where it'll have like that purple, hazy look, almost like there's moisture between the two panes of window. It's not anything that you have done. So take note when you get there of people's windows because it may have been that way for 10 years and the customer only realizes it now because you just washed their house and they're actually looking to see what you've done. So take note of the windows when you're doing them and understand and also having your terms and conditions that if they have blown seals in their windows, there's no way for you to know and you're not liable for their blown seals.
0: Which that's a good segue into this next question are you allowed to show me before and after pictures?
1: Absolutely. I recommend doing a walk around with your customer when you get there and then when you leave. And then if you can't, if the customer's not there or anything like that, take good before and after pictures or even a walk around video and then take an after walk around video and, and after pictures serves two purposes, covers your rear end, and gives you content to put on your social media channels and your website for before and after pictures is marketing.
0: Devices. Well, you're also getting the customer involved in the cleaning process, right? You're making yes. them, you're letting, you're letting your customer feel part of the process. Yes. By having them take do the walk around, plus you can address any issues that you have there and then on the spot, and there's no arguing he said she said after the fact. Right. Here's one of the biggest ones, and we'll end on this one. Do you guarantee your work?
1: I guarantee that I will take off what I tell you I'm going to take off, the organic matter. I do not guarantee any two-year warranty, three-year warranty, because I honestly have no idea how long it's going to take for it to come back. I can generally tell you, without considering environmental factors, that a good soft wash or downstreaming wash, same thing, a vinyl siding is going to buy you 16 to 18 months of clean siding. Now, and we'll By clean, I mean not that dark, nasty green with moss and stuff like that growing on it. It's going to get dirty. Organics are going to start growing back. And there's no way for us to know for sure when it's going to start. So we do not give long-term warranties, a couple of months warranty on a house wash because we we just don't know. There's a lot of environmental factors, sun, shading, moisture. A lot of things change how quickly the organics grow on the house.
0: The one guarantee that we do offer is that we'll come back and take a look at the house. If, you're, if you if you, as a customer are not happy with something, we'll listen to the complaint. And if we're wrong, we'll make it right. 100%. And, and we've learned that the hard way, right? We've had to adjust size as, as a company. You really need to take, just take attention to how you're doing business with your customers. And again, if you go back to rule number one, what we talked about earlier in the show, if you're honest and upfront and genuine with your customers, there's genuinely not a problem with this. You don't yeah. need to offer a guarantee because you're having those discussions up front. That's correct. Well, that's all we got in the mailbag. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and YouTube at Blue Line Pressure Washing. Um, if you have any questions and you want us to answer them on the air, please drop me a line. Drop us an email at justin at com, or leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash blue line pwllc you can also hit us up on the facebook messenger or leave us a post on the facebook page and again we'll promise to, to answer your questions live on the air and that way you guys can get everything answered that you want
1: next episode we're going to have a guest in the house so stay tuned to the facebook pages and youtube for the guest announcement in the coming days coming weeks
0: that's all we have for you at this time have a good week stay clean stay dry we'll see you next time on the wash